May 2nd, 2020. It was a quiet morning as the orphans headed straight out to browse. Bomani and Chemi Chemi joined up with the orphans in style as the two bulls arrived while pushing each other. The ex-orphans then settled to browse together with the dependent orphans. Welcome to The Diary, a podcast where we read from real diaries written by diverse people across history and into modern times. We're searching for those common threads that connect us. On today's episode, we will read from the Diary of the Keepers from Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, located in Kenya where they take orphaned elephant babies and nurse them, then return them to the wild. These entries are from various days in 2020 and across their orphanage and reintegration units. Now, let's begin. Nairobi Nursery Unit, January 2nd, 2020. On the 2nd of January, we rescued a little calf from the Maasai Marai. The little female baby of about six months arrived very late in the evening and was transferred into a freshly prepared stable. But after the ordeal of losing her mother, followed by the rescue, she was very restless and paced her room all night. We named her Naleku. And after another day of restless pacing, we decided the best route would be for the other nursery babies to work their magic on her. Having gone through similar traumatic experiences, they could be her healing balm. As her new family, we knew they would bestow on her the affection and love and attention that she needed so badly to heal. We knew the older females in the nursery like Tagwa, Tamiyoi, and Maisha would pay particular attention to the new little arrival, as they can never resist molly coddling a little baby. Almost all the orphans seemed excited to meet our new arrival, apart from Rojo, who was rather put out by the new arrival, usurping his attention, jealous that Naleku was now getting more than him. He kept pushing Naleku and eventually Maisha stepped in and wouldn't leave the little girl's side even accompanying her back to her stable when it was time to head back for the evening, ensuring she was not vulnerable to any bad behavior from Roho. In order for Naleku to have company during the night, Mukoka was moved next door to her room, away from his friend Dololo. Naleku was delighted to have a little buddy next door and decided Mukoka was going to be her particular friend. Mukoka's friendship wasn't quite reciprocal, however, and no matter how much Naleku followed him around in the forest, the young bull wasn't interested in the new baby. Dololo, unlike Sateo, Musara, and Maktayo, can often be quite jealous of the new arrivals or any other orphans. And when he saw Naleku getting close to Mukoka, he also started to push her around. Very soon, Laro was moved back into the stable to be next door to Naleku, which proved a much better match, as Laro was happy to help look after the little one, and Mukoka was moved back to his old neighbor, Dololo, much to his delight as well. 
Nalegu learned quite quickly that if she were to be friends with any of the young bulls in the nursery herd, she would need to stand her ground. And this is exactly what she has tried to do. One afternoon, when Rojo tried to push her, she turned and pushed him right back. He was so surprised by her reaction that he ran straight down to older females, Tamio, Maisha, Kiasha, and Tagua. Tagua and the older girls were quick to calm the two down, and they were sure to comfort them for the rest of the afternoon. By the end of the month, the two youngest in the nursery were getting on quite well, and it even became their norm to have an afternoon siesta in the forest together after their mud bath and noon milk bottle while the keepers sit in the shade and have their lunch. As the older orphans continue to browse, the two little babies lie in the middle amongst them, fast asleep. Musiara has become a bit more boisterous recently, and just like Mukoka, we have decided to move him into the older second group for his midday mud bath and milk feed, so that he doesn't push the little ones around. This means he has rekindled his friendship with Sateo. However, also in the older group, and the two bulls can be spotted intertwined in wrestling matches all the time. Inkesha continues to be a very independent girl who loves to do her own thing and is quite happy to have some time away from the nursery herd. Recently, she and Musiara, who is also an independent young elephant, have started to recruit some of the others to follow her as well. And they, Sateo, Nabulu, Dololo, and Kiombo, are fond of sneaking off and finding their own browsing area. And Kesha has even managed to convince Lugger to come with them sometimes, too. Kiasa, who arrived at the nursery full of mischief and influencing the younger orphans to be as naughty as she was, has now grown into this responsible and caring role model for the youngest orphans. She is never far and always ready to intervene if Roho, Naleku, and her friend, Lara, need her. Her character transformation has been quite something. She can often be found chasing after Musiara and Maktayo, who love climbing on the others in the nursery, keeping them away from Roho and Naleku, who they love to climb on as they are so little and make for easy targets. Maxwell, our very special rhino, continues to enjoy Kiko's company in the morning as the two share a partition between stockades during the morning hours so Kiko can't hassle the visitors during that time. Often they can be seen greeting one another through the partition before continuing with their morning routine. And sometimes they share the greens that hang on the wall between them. Kiko has started his translocation training again and the keepers have been so impressed with how easy he is entering this translocation trailer. He is set to go very soon, and it is marvelous for the keepers to see how calm he is during his training. It is the weather that has been stalling proceedings for his move from Sirikoi on Liwa, but hopefully as soon as the rain calms, he will be on his way. June 2018, Voix Reintegration Unit. Over a month has passed since Mgegu, Ndoto, Laseyan, Murit, Godomo, and Ngalai made the move to our Voix Relocation Unit, and they have settled in extremely well to their new surroundings. 
The most marked difference can be seen in Murib, who at four years old was held back from leaving the nursery until slightly later due to poor health, but who is now thriving in his new home, relishing the stimulation and interaction with the older dependent orphans, some ex-orphans and wild herds too. He has proven to be a mud-bathing star and has a special love for water and enjoys wallowing. The friends are still as strong as ever, with Mbegu and Godoma sticking close, and Dota and Lasean too, with Murit and Ngali close as well. Our new orphans have had some special interactions with wild herds too, as there are plenty in the Vois area. And the wild herds are loving the orphans' new mud bath area, created on the slope of Munsinga Hill and replenished by the truss water bowser. The fresh water in the trough and the well-used mud wallow are a great draw for the wild herds too, and sometimes they have been visiting with tiny babies in their midst and allowing our orphans access to these babies, which is a great thrill. Generally, the new nursery arrivals have mixed in well into the dependent group of older orphans, with the exception of Mudanda and Tari, who thought they might become old news to the older females and were sometimes prone to jealous behavior. Tari especially seemed a little upset with the new arrivals and pushed Mubegu hard one day. Mubegu had her own way of dealing with this trivial behavior and in the first instance merely sucked up some cold water from the water trough and poured it on Tari's head. Her matriarchal instincts told her that Tari was not an enemy, however, and as the days went by this month, we witnessed Mbegu trying to get closer to Taru, Tari and form a friendship, something that Tari seemed receptive to. Tari need not have worried, however, as Ndi has continued to lavish attention on her and Kania and Mudanda, preventing any of the other females from spending too much time with them still. There seems to be a bond that no other young elephants can break, which is heartwarming to see. With their attentions back on Tari and Mudanda, the other females within the dependent herd, and there are many, have had the chance to get closer to the nursery youngsters, much to their delight. Aruba has enjoyed browsing Godomo and Embu with Ndoto. Aruba is clearly overexcited, and this shows especially at mud bathing time, when she is prone to splashing the water with her front legs, spraying mud water onto any unsuspecting victims standing behind. We witnessed a slight change in Doria's personality this month, too, since the new babies arrived. Slightly devoid of friends for some time due to her tail-biting antics, she seems a new elephant and has been happily browsing with the new babies although the older orphans have been keeping a wary eye on her so she doesn't start any of her funny business. With so many babies around, six-year-old bull Tandani has chosen to spend some time browsing quietly to himself, but always rejoins the group later on. He has especially been enjoying the company of older bulls, no doubt eager to learn all he can from them. He succeeded in convincing the herd to join a wild bull one day much to the awe of the new arrivals. They were quite overwhelmed with the sight of such a large elephant, as so many of them would have no living memory of such a thing. And it took Ndi, Mashariki, and Panda quite some time to calm them down. One ex-orphan, however, soon succeeded in familiarizing the babies with elephants that size. After a long hiatus of six months, ex-orphan Laikiba Pia joined the Vois dependent orphans on the 7th and stayed to socialize with them all throughout the month, 
dropping by the mud bath or stockade compound when the orphans were there. Mbegu especially was incredibly curious about the older bull, who seemed so affectionate and friendly towards the orphans, letting them greet and pat him with their trunks, and followed him for some time after his first arrival to get to know him more. He is a lovely, gentle elephant and has chosen to linger close this month, so that has he has been available to spend time with the dependent orphans. Sometimes he has been in the company of other wild bulls, so they have not been short of action. December 2005, Isumba Reintegration Unit. The northern area has benefited from much more rain than the southern part of the park, so the vegetation was looking rich, with all the greens of nature's palette, when Robert Carr Hartley and Daphne Sheldrick arrived to host the VIPs from Niobe branding of Savo on the 9th. It was a treat indeed to spend two nights in the Trust's newly built guest camp, which is in fact a donation from the Trust to KWS and the beginning of opening up the Northern area to tourism. All the elephants were looking wonderfully well, and we got an enthusiastic welcome from both elephants and keepers when we called on them in the evening at their night stockade. The next morning, dignitaries from KWS, the NGOs, and the Ministry of Tourism Environment flew in, and having inspected a guard of honor mounted by rangers, officially opened the guest camp before inspecting the orphan stockades, the tractor dog section at the park headquarters, and the mountain of snares collected by our Ithumba Desnaring Unit. They then went to the mud bath and were overwhelmed by the orphans, the ministry officials never having had contact with an elephant before, who greeted them fondly. The permanent secretary, who was the guest of honor, fed Wendy her bottle and was thrilled to be able to do so. Everyone enjoyed watching the orphans as they enjoyed a soil bath since it was too cold to wallow before flying to Foix for the main branding ceremony. A highlight for the Isumba orphans was the arrival of Nasirian, Rapsu, and Buchuma on the 15th. There was definite recognition by those that had shared nursery time with the newcomers, whilst the older elephants were overjoyed to have more elephants in their little herd. The only newcomer who had not met any of the established orphans was Rapsu, but he immediately felt quite at home since the vegetation of the northern area duplicates that of his birthplace, Meru, and since the bush was in full leaf, he could not have been happier. Having arrived in the nursery as a starvation case, he immediately set about packing his pouch with much more nutritious fodder than Nairobi Park could produce. Ndomat was very happy to see his old pushing mate, Buchuma, again, and Wendy and Sunye immediately took all three into their particular care, steering them gently away from the hot wire of their night stockade, whenever they approached it. Nassalot is the big nanny who sleeps in the section of the stockade partitioned for the babies, and has chosen Madiba as her favorite. Yata decided that Rapsu could be in with the older elephants next door, since he is in fact a little bigger in body than Galana, with tusks of a similar length. The Athuba elephants have all had a wonderful festive season with an abundance and huge variety of brows at every turn, puddles to play in and softened red earth to roll in. 
Taita and Tomboy, who are best friends and enjoy throwing their weight around, have been kept in line by the older females who do not tolerate any bullying of youngsters and respond to a cry for help instantly. The keepers have also been keeping an eye on them to instill good behavior and prevent any intimidation of the newcomers. From the diary, it is very evident that Sunyi and Wendy are the junior matriarchs, who also always feature prominently. But Yata is the leader of the entire group, assisted by Mulika, Nasalat, and Kina. Both Wendy and Sunye are the junior matriarchs and also the pranksters like Mueya, who enjoy playing tricks on the others. Napasha is in the process of being weaned off milk and feeling somewhat shortchanged at the milk feeding times as a result, being given only boiled barley and water in his bottle. Soon even this will be removed as he graduates from infancy to childhood. This month, the Athuba unit have had fun chasing off baboons and dictic, and on one occasion, Sunye ran into a ground squirrel and inadvertently lifted it into the air with her trunk, after which she was pretty traumatized. But from the diary, it is obvious that the confidence of the Athuba unit is growing, and Rapsu is becoming a popular sparring partner for Taita and Tomboy. All the Athumba elephants could not be healthier or happier, the only drawback being the lack of interaction with wild herds. But given time, we are confident that this will come about. This month, there was excitement from the older members of the group when they encountered fresh tracks of a wild herd. But that is the nearest they got. our diary entry for today. We hope you've enjoyed it. Please contact us with any questions at email at gmail.com and see the liner notes for more information. Until next time, keep writing.